Hey everybody, welcome to Medical Stories from Hell. I'm your host, Rubber Ducky, or just Ducky for short. So it's been a pretty eventful week with the podcast. Um, I've gotten a lot of emails so far and uh, talked to some great people. Um, and it seems like this is something that could uh, that could turn into, you know, something fun. So, uh, you know, hopefully we can uh, keep it up. Um, my goal is to release an episode every week, um, between Friday and Saturday night. Um, I work five days a week. I go to school. So, uh, you know, I really only get to work on this on the weekend. So I'll be working on the podcast the weekend ahead and, uh, releasing them the following weekend. Um, that being said, uh, this is Wednesday, uh, June the 27th and I'm actually getting ready for work (laughs) and uh, I thought this was a great time to uh, talk about a story that happened not too long ago so staying safe in the workplace is uh, sometimes a challenge depending on the unit that you work in Um, you know at the time that this story that I'm going to tell happened um, I worked in a med surge unit and uh, was the only CNA for about 40 patients some nights. Um, But I had some really great nurses that that helped out a lot and took care of their own patients, so I didn't have to do it all, Um, which is usually unheard of. But uh, I remember I hadn't been an aide for very long, um, and uh, I was sitting with this guy, who was a frequent flyer, uh, or is what's known as a malingerer now. Love that word, malingerer. Just rolls off the fucking tongue, don't it? But uh, this guy, he was uh, he was about six foot six and about a solid three forty five of mostly muscle. Um, really tough dude. Really well known drug dealer. Um. <laughs> and uh, he was with another uh, malingerer in the same room, and I was uh, sitting with him that night just to keep an eye on him. They had both OD'd on the same day at about the same time. They rolled up to the same room at the same time. Fucking ridiculous. It was like the gods of the healthcare universe were out to get me that day. So I'm stuck with these two guys, and they couldn't be more opposite of each other as far as... Uh, physicalities go uh the first guy i mentioned he uh you know he's six foot six and you know solid 350 something like that and uh the other guy's like five foot five and a buck 20 soaking wet and uh so a big guy's laying in his bed and he's like passed the fuck out just i mean just you know, sleeping off whatever he OD'd on that day. And the little guy is just, you know, yimmy, 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 me, you know, just absolutely just giving me shit the whole time. And, uh, so he, uh, you know, he won't give me a break. He won't shut up. He won't go to bed. And I'm just like, come on, man, you need to go to bed. Come on, man. You'll feel a lot better later if you just go to bed. And he's like, fuck you. Fuck you. I'm not going to bed. I'm going to stay up all night and aggravate the fuck out of you, you little shit. And, uh, 
so you know i just go back to charting on the computer and you know reading my book so uh anyway you know the night goes on little guy just keeps getting worse keeps getting worse keeps getting worse and then the big guy wakes up and uh oh my god so when this big guy woke up he thought that he was at home still and uh he says that he is going to get up and go get a Pepsi out of the kitchen. And I'm like, hey, man, you know, you're not where you think you are. I tried to reorient him, tried to, you know, just kind of help him out and show him where he was. And uh, he just wasn't having it. He wasn't, uh, you know, he's like, nope, I'm at home. You're not going to tell me any different. I'm at home. And, uh, yeah, so we went on like that for about 10 minutes. And then he finally got up out of the bed which immediately sprung me into action and the little guys over there laughing and clapping and jumping up and down on his ass in his bed you know like oh yeah some some shit's about to go down and uh so like i you know i'm up on the big guy i've got my i've got my arm under his uh got my arm under his arm trying to hold him up because he's staggering all over the place and you know he's having a hard time standing up and He's like, hey, fucker, get off me. You know, you don't need to help me to my kitchen. I know where the fucking Pepsi's at. Come on, man. Get off me. Get the fuck off me. I'm like, hey, buddy, you know, you're not where you're at. You're not where you think you're at. You know, hey, this is where you are. You're at the hospital. This is what happened. He just wasn't having it. You know, just having to come apart on me. So then when he tries to fall on top of me, I use what little bit of 150-pound strength I have mustered up and, uh, I'm able to scoot him back against the footboard of his bed, which at that moment, he and I just locked eyes, and I knew that I'd fucked up, and uh, he uh, he landed three hard blows to uh, my bottom left three ribs, and uh, fractured all three of my ribs, and had me by the throat pushed up against the wall and uh saying that I should that I needed to get out of his fucking house and it felt like it felt like time just started going slower um which obviously was due to the lack of oxygen to my brain but like I don't want to say my life flashed before my eyes but definitely I had the I had a fear of you know being injured and being hurt uh cuz I was already, but I feared being hurt more. Um, but thankfully, I was able to uh, grab a container of sandy wipes off the wall. And uh, not only do they save our lives by disinfecting surfaces, they also make really loud objects to throw against doors. So... The door to the room that I was sitting in was open, and I was able to grab this sandy wipe uh, container and throw it against a metal door of a service elevator in the hallway, which then got everybody's attention 20 rooms down at the nurse at the nurse's station, and uh, everybody came running. Um, and at this time, in the state that I was in, it, was, uh, it wasn't even a misdemeanor to assault a healthcare worker. Um, well, let me take that back. It depended on the circumstance. Um, if you were in your right mind and you just uh, and you just assaulted a healthcare worker in general, um, and you assaulted a healthcare worker in general, 
uh, it was a misdemeanor then. Uh, but if you had OD'd or you had a alcohol or an ETOH level of above 150, uh, you were considered uh, unfit to make your own decisions. So you were also considered out of your right mind, uh, in quotes. And uh, we couldn't press charges or you weren't, uh, you know, you weren't in trouble. You weren't prohibited from the facility or anything like that. Um, and at that time, you know, I wanted to press charges. I was hurt. I had to get workman's comp. Um, and, uh, it, it, it just made life harder after that. Um, I definitely contemplated what I wanted to do, uh, for the rest of my life after that night. Um, and ultimately, you know, I decided to, uh, stick with nursing, um, still in it. But, uh, also, I uh, you know, being a new CNA on the floor, you know, you had to just kind of go with what you were told and, you know, use your own instinct, especially when you had a patient load like I had and you didn't have any help. Um, you had to kind of, you know, make do with what you had and, you know, I'm a little guy, but I was, you know, I'm, I'm spry, you know, I can, I can hold my own most of the time, but that guy almost tripled my size and uh, actually he did triple my size at the time and uh you know after that when I was recovering at home you know I had to uh I had to occupy myself so I spent that time trying to uh come up with better ways to keep myself protected at work and uh you know I've always learned or I learned after that and always remember now that uh if a patient falls it's not always the worst thing to let happen if you're going to get hurt in the process of trying to help them. Um, I know one of the basic techniques that they teach you to, uh, you know, keep a patient safe while they're falling is uh, to get behind, you know, if you're walking with them, get, get both arms up under their arms and, you know, assist them, do an assist fall to the floor and slide them down your knee. But... Uh, that only works when you're behind them. It only works when they're about your size or smaller. And this guy was none of those at the time. So, uh, you know, I just had to kind of bargain with myself and say, you know, hey, this, uh, you know, this isn't the worst thing if they fall. You know, even if you're sitting in the room, if they were trying to assault you, you know, or trying to hurt you, you know, you can't, you know, you have to keep a level of, safety for yourself and your patients but more often than not you're going to have to keep yourself safe because you know that's your life and I don't know I mean you know it's just your life and you can't uh, you know you can't in quotes kill yourself to uh, for a job you know you can't kill yourself for a job um, but uh you know, that's just one of the times that I've been, uh, that I was injured at work. Um, and that actually brings to mind another story. Um, fast forward about a year and a half down the road, I'd been a CNA almost two years and, uh, same facility as the previous incident. Um, I had a, uh, patient from a prison, um, he was an inmate, and the guard that was with him had uh, nodded off asleep, and uh, 
our guards were, uh, the guards, when they stepped in the hospital, they were unable to uh, have their weapon even holstered. Um, so all they carried was a taser. And uh, this inmate, um, it was a male, uh, he wasn't much bigger than me. He was maybe 170 pounds, about six foot one. Uh, had maybe one or two inches on me, about 20 pounds on me. And uh, the guard was about my size also. And, uh, well, the guard had nodded off asleep around 3 or 4 a.m., and uh, I was late getting around to my 3 a.m. vitals. And uh, so I knock on the door. I don't, you know, nobody comes to the door to let me in. So, uh, you know, I say, hey, it's, you know, it's, hey, it's me. It's Rubber Ducky. I'm coming on in. Uh, get your vitals. And uh, so I went in and flipped the light on, and it looked like all hell had broken loose in there, but none of us had ever heard anything. And it had been like an hour and a half since anybody had, in, had been in there. You know, the nurses round on the even hours and CNAs and techs round on the odd hours. And uh, so I go and grab one of the nurses to go in with me, and when we go in the room, the guard is laying in the floor beside the bed in a pile of puke, and he had a... Uh, taser wires stuck in him <laughs> and uh, there were ceiling tiles missing out of the ceiling which was extremely off-putting and uh, I guess what had conspired was the inmate had saw the guard fall asleep and had slipped out of his ankle shackle and grabbed the officer's taser and tased him out put him in the floor and uh had proceeded to, uh, you know, crawl on a ceiling. And uh, so, you know, we immediately notified the local police force. They come up and they do a sweep of the floor. And while they're doing a sweep of the floor, we hear a patient in another room scream because there's somebody in the room and the doors had all been locked. So we go to that room and we unlock the door and I was the only one that had a key at the time. Police were standing on both sides of the door ready to infiltrate. And as soon as I opened the door, the inmate patient grabbed me by the neck and pulled me in the room and had an IV needle stuck to my neck. And uh, that was another time I was really, really afraid. And uh, about 30 seconds after he grabbed me, he didn't harm me. I mean, you know, he grabbed me by the neck and that kind of hurt, but... Uh, he didn't harm me, but about 30 seconds into that, he saw the police had guns drawn on him and were ready to shoot either way. And uh, he dropped the IV needle and uh, he went back to jail and uh, then proceeded back to prison. Um, so I guess what I'm trying to get across is uh, expect the unexpected with, uh, you know, with your job, um, especially for, you know, the, the new people on the force. Um you know, you guys go into that, and, you know, I guess some people have that I'm bulletproof mentality, especially when you're young. Uh, you know, we have that bulletproof mentality that, you know, nothing's going to happen to us at this job. This is, you know, a nursing home or a hospital. You know, these people can't hurt me. They're sick. They're here to get help. They're going to be appreciative of me. But that's not always the case. Um, you know, some people, they, uh, you know, they want to get out of there any way that they can because sometimes people are took to the hospital against their will. And, uh, you know, some people just, just want to leave, and they'll do anything to leave. And uh, working in a behavioral health unit, uh, which is essentially a psych ward in an ER the last two years, uh, or almost two years, 
has uh you know has has definitely reinforced that in my mind so uh i don't put anything past anyone uh you know I'm, I'm as nice as i can be but i'm always on you know i'm always alert and aware of my surroundings and uh you know i'm always going to keep myself safe i'm not going to give anybody the you know the off chance to harm me at work um you know, I'm there to make a difference. I'm there to save people's lives. I'm not there to have my life endangered, even though it does happen regularly on a, you know, every shift. And, uh, you know, you guys need to keep that in mind too. Um, you know, can't, you know, I just can't stress it enough, you know, keep yourself safe. You're not invincible, you know, don't kill yourself or get your, or get yourself killed for this job. Um, but, uh, yeah, guys, uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, once again, uh, this will air on SoundCloud first, and then it'll be submitted to iTunes for uh, review. Um, my first episode is still getting approved for review on iTunes, and uh, I don't know how long that usually takes. I'm still fairly new to this, but I hear it usually takes a couple days to a couple weeks sometimes because they have actual people to uh, listen to these podcasts and uh, make sure they're, you know, right. Um, now I have had some of, uh, my friends tell me that they're able to find it on iTunes, but, uh, when I try to find it or listen to it on the iTunes store or the podcast store, it says it's not available in the U S market yet. So, uh, that could be because it's still under review, but I have been able to listen to it on my phone. Uh, but however it has hit, it does hit SoundCloud immediately after I upload, it takes about 30 minutes. Um, like I said, this is going to be, uh, on Fridays and Saturday nights, probably, uh, once a week, look for it either night. Um, I have a Twitter dedicated to the podcast now. Um, I have the email that I'm going to link in the description below on SoundCloud and on iTunes in the show notes. And, um, hopefully, uh, you know, on the next show, I can compile some stories from the people that's emailed me already and tell some that's, uh, entertaining or gives us a lesson like I taught today and uh yeah well I'll have a good laugh um but uh thank you for listening to listening to uh medical stories from hell I'm your host rubber ducky signing off <laughs>